Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the New York Lucis Trust Full Moon Meditation Meeting. Each month we work together as a group to contact, hold, and distribute spiritual energy in the service of humanity and all life forms. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org, L-U-C-I-S-T-R-U-S-T dot org. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Sagittarius Full Moon Meeting. After the severe testing in Scorpio, Sagittarius provides a welcome interlude in which to prepare for the challenges of climbing further up the mountain in Capricorn. No planet is exalted in Sagittarius and no planet falls. Therefore, it's regarded as a sign of balance, a time for reflection on a new goal and direction. And it's a time to pause and consider the consequences of our past desires, thoughts and actions. A period of rest in a universe that is constantly in motion is a relative one, of course. But such periods are where we gather our forces before moving on. The opportunity before us is one of realignment. It's an opportunity to realign the magnetic pole of our being in harmony with the spiritual keynote of Sagittarius. I see the goal. I reach that goal. And then I see another. (laughs) Sorry about that. Can you hear? Is the sound all right? The fuller new moon periods mark the higher and lower interludes of the month respectively. And it's these interludes which keep the plan progressing. The higher interlude is a time for the gathering of energy and ideas from higher sources. While in the new moon phase, the illumined mind further precipitates and concretizes them. The higher interlude is the time for contemplation in the light of the group soul. And it's worth reminding ourselves that it is focused inner silence is one of the most invocative states of human consciousness. Only he who can find a center of peace within the head where the paths of the bodily forces and the spiritual inflowing tides meet can rightly practice true discrimination and that dispassion which bring the controlled emotional and mental bodies under the guidance of the soul. So let's take a pause ourselves now to strengthen the channel for our spiritual communication this evening and then we'll sign together the final stanza of an ancient esoteric catechism. Put a little white card on your seats. 
I play my part with stern resolve, with earnest aspiration. I look above, I help below, I dream not, nor I rest. I serve, I reap, I pray, I am the cross, I am the way. I tread upon the work I do, I mount upon my slain self. I forego peace, I forfeit rest, and in the stress of pain, I lose myself and find myself and enter into peace. This dedication surely epitomizes aspiration in Sagittarius with the aim of realizing another aspect of the divine plan for Earth's evolution. For the Earth is the sole ruler of Sagittarius and its third ray of creative intelligence helps to prepare the field of thought needed to reach the new goal in line with the working out of the plan. And the word of power for the third ray is, purpose itself am I. It indicates direction, straight and true. And the energy to travel along it is boosted by the personality ray of Sagittarius, the sixth ray of idealism and devotion. And it's an impulse that is characterized by the simple yet potent injunction to march towards the light, as outlined in the following six-ray mantra. The crusade is on. The warriors march upon their way. They crush and kill all that impedes their way. And aught that rises on their onward path is trampled underfoot. March towards the light. The work goes forward, the workers veil their eyes from pity as from fear. The work is all that counts. The form must disappear so that the loving spirit may enter into rest. Nought must arrest the progress of the workers with the plan. They enter upon the work assigned with pain and with song. So this purpose, we're told, when applied by man to himself, works for his release. But when misapplied man to man, we have the sorry story of humanity's long history of cruelty and corruption. However, the six-ray divine energy works well with the third ray of creative intelligence. And together, they can reveal an aspect of the vision that the Logos himself is working to manifest. We see the intelligent dreams and aspirations of high-minded thinkers 
increasingly being anchored on earth through group planning. The third and sixth ray of vision being manifested now through the seventh ray of ceremony and order that is now in ascendancy, particularly evident in activities of the UN and NGOs. Spiritual aspirational thinking in all departments of human endeavor reflect fragments of the greater Ligoric vision, and they contain traces of God's own pattern and the plan to which he so willingly conditions his own life, and for which the eternal sacrifice of the cosmic Christ is essential. The symbols of Sagittarius, the bow of the mind and the arrows of thought, remind us of the need to pause and take aim towards a new goal. And in this connection, it's a joy to see the creative intelligence of humanity burgeoning with goodwill and ideas for improving society. But alongside this positive stream of consciousness, as we know only too well, we're also witnessing a chaotic yielding to the forces of desire and materialism. Pure thought, untampered by emotion and desire, is still fairly rare, and as noted in the treaties on cosmic fire, the thought forms of the majority of human beings are energized by no high source, but find their active impulse emanating from either the solar plexus or the lower organs of generation. And the Tibetan points out that it is this constant stream of emotional or sexual energy which is responsible for the chaotic conditions of the present. The balance isn't preserved. The interaction between the two and the myriads of thought forms consequently produced of a low order and vibration are producing a condition which is going to require, he said, all the efforts of mental workers eventually to negate, offset and transmute. And he went on to say that these forms, which scarce mirror the prefix thought, are responsible for the heavy, slow, vibrating or pulsating fog or cloak which envelops the human family, producing much of the present evil, crime and mental lethargy. For people are mainly polarised in the emotional body, as we know, with the lower centres being most active. And when an atmosphere or environment of thought forms of a low key and vitalised by all the baser forms of astral energy is coupled to this, it will become apparent how stupendous is the task of lifting humanity to a clearer, purer and better atmosphere and how easy it is for lower aspects and appetites to flourish and grow. So if this was the view of the spiritual hierarchy at the time of the Tibetans' writing, how much more is this a problem now? Perhaps to some degree, though, it just seems far worse nowadays because of the development of electronic media. Before the middle of the 19th century, communication was so limited compared to the present, wherein everyone has a potentially global outreach on this twittering planet. Today, one person's words can potentially reach 
millions of people in a moment. And social media is such a powerful medium for the transmission of thought. On the one hand, it conveys instant messages of support and goodwill, but in the other is a medium for vitriol and spite, for trolls and those with manipulative agendas to anonymously wound others with hurtful attacks. And cyber attacks spread divisive messages, evoking doubt and suspicion through the myth's truth they spread. And it's been fact, sorry, in fact, it's been said that we are now in a post-truth or post-fact age where anything goes and research, facts and truth are often disregarded. A spiritual group, Pathways to Peace, has recently um, launched a slogan, Prevent Truth Decay, which is probably a, a reasonable thing to do. A worldwide group of clear thinkers and mediators who function by focusing on the good, the true and the beautiful to raise thinking can also work to expose this trend. A strength of mind and directed will to counter the propagation of organized untruth. And the same spiritual rule of right speech obviously applies to the words that are typed on millions of electronic communication devices every second of the day, the world over. Words written or spoken all transmit the energy of thought. Although speech adds the power of creative sound to the mix, making it a magical force for good or evil, the written word also has a silent power a row of symbols that release their quality of force as the eye of the reader falls upon them. We recall that the Buddha taught that right speech is one of the steps on the noble eightfold path of spiritual attainment. A careful study of the words we utter in the many different and often testing circumstances of daily living can reveal not only how much our minds and emotions are still under the sway of harmful, sometimes separative tendencies in the personality, but also, more importantly, the extent to which we have been able to bring into our lives the uplifting and the healing influence of the soul. For right speech is not an ineffective, negative kindliness although refraining from criticism and words that wound is an aspect of it. Rather, it's a powerful tool we can use to help in building the new era of right human and planetary relationships. And when practiced with care and precision, the lower self is silenced, opening the gates that allow the redemptive voice of the soul to influence and sound all situations. Another aspect of right speech is a much more specific one, the magical use of words in prayer and invocation. In this case, the consecrated server unites soul and mind in the physical form and uses a formula of words to invoke and direct spiritual energies. And anyone who has worked at all regularly in this way knows that the intentional use of prayer and invocation carries enormous power for good. 
how appropriate this observation is for all of us who daily use the energy formula of the Great Invocation. This, assuredly, is one of the best uses of speech we know. So harmlessness, harmlessness of thought and speech and writing is needed more than ever as we greet a new year, which is likely to present more points of crisis around the world as the unrest and the populist movements we are seeing on a massive scale continue to grow. The Tibetan foresaw this writing, sorry, sorry, the Tibetan foresaw this, writing that the major causes behind world unrest are the point reached by humanity itself, the emergence of a new racial type, the ending of the Piscean Age and the coming in of the Aquarian Age. And he called this period in human history the time of the end, the judgment of people. This period of judgment is, he said, a group interlude to the full emergence of the new age influences. Surely we're going through this period of judgment by the people as voices rise up against conventional forms of politics, economic structures, and even conventional wisdom. And he went on to say that we see the levelling of all classes and distinctions so that the spiritual values may appear and the spiritual hierarchy manifest on earth. This levelling is being demanded not just in labour movements, but by people themselves in political processes, as we have seen this year. Again, the value of the individual is paramount here, one which denies man-made hierarchies in the sense of class or special rights for the few. Only then, perhaps, will understanding of the true nature of hierarchy be possible, one which is naturally graded by degrees of illumination, understanding, and demonstrated spiritual will. But, and importantly, one which is latent and attainable by everyone. Two further causes behind this world unrest were listed as the fact of the approach of the hierarchy towards external contact with humanity and the power and significance politically considered of the Great Invocation. How interesting it is to consider the effects of the Great Invocation on world politics at this time and the involvement of the general public in politics as never before. Enlisting all these reasons for world unrest, it should be borne in mind that all these factors are being amplified by the direct impacts of first-rate energy on human consciousness from Shambhala. And these were forecast to occur in 1975 and 2000. So perhaps it's not surprising that there is so much turmoil in the world. And as we reflect on Sagittarius's keynote, I see the goal, I reach that goal, and then I see another, we have to keep our minds open to the vision of the Logos that humanity is slowly moving towards. In the last analysis, it is resistance to this vision that's causing such huge disturbances around the world. But this is a transition period, 
and as humanity adapts to the new potencies that are anchoring themselves on earth, a more lighted, harmonious future may be anticipated. There are, of course, positive signs of this occurring everywhere, as World Goodwill reports and expands upon regularly. And this includes developments in all departments, politics, economics, art, culture, education, science and technology. Science and technology, we'd probably all agree, are opening up a vision of unity to humanity through the interconnectedness of the planetary life that they bring to light. Much has been learned, for instance, about cellular life, revealing an awareness of its place and purpose within the human being, and the power of communications through technological advances is powerfully and beautifully demonstrated in the BBC screening of David Attenborough's Planet Earth 2. Just then we thought we'd seen everything as far as the natural world is concerned. We've been shown probably the most fascinating production so far displaying much of the previously secret and difficult lives of creatures on this planet in all their glory, all their apparent cruelty, and even inherent humour. The power of the documentary in natural sciences is illumining the relationship of the part to the whole and promoting the sense of human responsibility to the lower kingdoms of nature. A fascinating glimpse of the way nature works as one and communicates with itself was conveyed in the book The Hidden Life of Trees by German forest ranger Peter Wallabin. I hope I pronounced that right. His book on hitherto secret arboreal communications reveals them acting as parents and carers while other trees are bullies to rival species. As a forester, he learned the conventional wisdom that trees are competitors for light and space. But now he's come to realise that they try and keep every member of the community alive. Through their wood-wide web, the trees message their distress when under attack by electrical signals through their roots and across fungi networks to others nearby. And through the same means, they feed stricken trees, nurture saplings, and restrict others for the well-being of their community. So far from robotically following a genetic code, Willibin found that trees have a choice about what they do. They have memories and different characters, beeches and oaks, form ancient forests because they are tribal and act like families to protect their own. Beaches, he notes, harass new species to such an extent that they weaken. Willows are loners. Poplars aren't very social either. And city trees he describes as being like street kids, isolated and struggling against the odds without strong roots. The, familiar, the lives of these familiar things hide secrets that have been steadily revealed to us through technology and the inspiration they bring is firing human inspiration 
to fit in with the scheme of things and become a positive force in the natural world. This obviously includes one another as the highest developed species on the planet. But what seems vital now is for people of goodwill to stand with the group of world servers to uphold a vision of the underlying unity of consciousness and to remain open and flexible to emerging possibilities. For the glory of this vision needs to be revealed. It's that to which all that is beautiful in the natural world testifies. The vision is ever on ahead, making it hard to grasp. But as we join others around the world to make our approach to the higher centres, we work together as souls to glimpse this vision of a shared destiny with other kingdoms of nature within the body of the Logos. His life is tied to a purpose, and our goal is to become part of it. As we meditate tonight, we do so as a word of power in process of manifestation, unfolding our creativity to weave lighted forms to house this intuited vision. So we'll go into our meditation now, letting in the light, we'll say the stages of group fusion and the lower interlude and the great invocation out aloud together and we'll go through all the stages as we go along. Letting in the light. Group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart centre of the new group of world servers mediating between hierarchy and humanity. with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them.
alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart in the great ashram of Sanakamara, towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the centre where the will of God is known. High interlude. We hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers 
Shambhala, hierarchy and humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay. Reflect on the seed thought in Sagittarius. I see the goal. I reach that goal. And then I see another.
precipitation. Using the creative imagination, we visualize the energies of light and love and the will to good pouring throughout the planet, coming anchored on Earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. We use the sixfold progression of divine love as a sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and physical centers of distribution. Low interlude. We focus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Together, sound the affirmation In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. We visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through hierarchy streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, we visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you, everyone. And the build up to the peak of the full moon and Christmas that seemed very, very peaceful. The time of the full moon is seven minutes past midnight, so tomorrow morning. So I wish you all the very best for your holiday season or if you are having one uh, for Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas. And we'll see you again in the new year. And thanks so much for coming along this evening for this special meditation. Thank you. Um, Sorry, the next full moon uh, I haven't given you is Capricorn, of course. And that's Wednesday, the 11th of January at 6.30 here in the library. We won't be having a new moon meeting, which would have been on Friday the 27th or something. But um, there's a reduced staff on that week between Christmas and New Year. So the next meeting will be another full moon meeting. Thank you. Thank you for your participation in this group service. Please join us again next month. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork@lucistrust.org. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If your A.C. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your A.C. unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>